Well, hey, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm your host, your friend, and your sister in Christ, Georgia Brown, and I am seriously beyond grateful that you're here for another faith-filled, fun conversation. Y'all, it has been such a sweet week, really, past few weeks as we have been celebrating the launch of Hi God, It's Me, 20 Days to a Stronger, More Powerful Prayer Life. Y'all, it has been incredible to see the response. Honestly, I've been so blown away by y'all, by just the response we have been getting from this devotional. And I have gotten so many messages from you sweet humans about how this devotional has brought you to tears. And it really didn't sink into my heart the significance of this, that y'all have been crying a lot going through this devotional. And I brought it to the Lord. I was like, man, Lord, a lot of people are crying. And the Lord said this to me, and I pray that it blesses you, friend. The Lord said to me, that oh these tears are watering the soil of your heart and that it is healing you and i was like wow thank you holy spirit this is incredible because the lord will bottle up our tears but we don't want to get up to heaven and our tear jar be empty because we didn't let those tears fall and he didn't get to bottle them up you know what i'm saying so friends i'm so grateful that this devotional has been healing for your relationship with God, your Father. And so if you have not gotten your copy yet, that's totally okay. You can still go snag one anywhere really books are sold. Amazon, dayspring.com, Barnes and Noble, walmart.com. And I just pray that it blesses you. We have a Kindle version coming soon. So just be on the lookout for that for my sweet, precious Kindle readers. Now, today, let's get to this conversation, y'all. I just am pumped because I was on the other end of the mic this week and and this was a conversation I honestly really wanted to share with you. So I asked Sweet Maggie if we could have this conversation to share on Faith and Friends. And so I was interviewed on Keys to Your Best Life with Maggie Cavanaugh. And Sweet Maggie hosts the Godfident event that I'm going to be the keynote speaker at this September, September 23rd, here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee at the Walnut House. You can check out the details for this event in the show notes. Would love to see you there. It's going to be a day event that is filled with so much beauty. I am very excited. I'm going to be talking about body image. And this is something that has been an area I've struggled in. And now it's an area I find freedom in and I can't wait to share what the Lord has really placed on my heart for this. So in this little chat with Miss Maggie, y'all, the beans were spilled. There is something that I have not shared publicly yet and outside of this conversation, I will not be sharing publicly. So until, you know, we cross that bridge when we get to it. So be on the lookout for a little nugget of my personal life that I have not shared with y'all that has been something that's not been a secret, but private. So I can't wait to share that with you here first. And um, I love you so much. And one of the things that we talked about that I want to dive in later more with you about is if we want to be different, we have to do different. And so what does that look like? What does that sound like? What does it not look like? And so we're going to do a whole episode on that soon, you and me. But I pray that this episode blesses you. I share a little bit of my testimony, where I've been, where we're going, and I spill the beans a little bit. So I love you so much, friend. I pray this episode blesses you, meets you right where you're at, and let's just go ahead and dive right in.
hello and welcome to the broadcast. I am your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and today I have a precious young lady in the Lord. I'm telling you, I have been watching this girl on Instagram, and she has an authentic, true, pure, beautiful relationship with the Lord that I was like, okay, Lord, I'm not going to covet what you're doing with Georgia, but I mean, she is just so incredibly precious. So I'd like to introduce to you Georgia Brown. Georgia, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Maggie. Thank you so much for having me. I am so blessed to have you, honey. We have a mutual friend. Candace, if you're out there watching, watching this on the replay, thank you for hooking me up with this beautiful young woman. Georgia is a singer-songwriter. She is an author of a new book that we're going to talk a little bit about in the broadcast. It's so exciting. And the title of it is awesome. It's like, hey, God, it's me. You know, I mean... (laughs) How many times have I said that? God, it's me. Help. You know, I love it. Love it. Love it. But she is also a a social media influencer for Jesus. There's a lot of people out there that are influencing people, but for the wrong reasons. So with Georgia, God has given her this amazing platform to share his love through her broadcast and her Tuesday hookup meetings where she has conversations with people. So I definitely want you to check everything out about Georgia. But Georgia, first, I want to know a little bit about your backstory. How did you get to where you're at now? I know you went to MTSU and that's how you ended up in Middle Tennessee. And we're so glad to have you here. But just tell us a little bit about your background if you would. Oh, absolutely, Miss Maggie. Oh, the Lord is good. I am so grateful for this journey. It has been quite the adventure. When you say yes to him, he's like, okay, let's get to work. And, and it's so sweet. You know, I grew up in the church. I grew up in Bentonville, Arkansas for the first 18 years of my life. My parents still live in the sweet red brick house with the white picket fence. And I am just so grateful for my foundation in the church. I went to a Lutheran church with literally three sets of like family generations. It was, you know, grandparents, parents, us. And actually, now that I say that, it was four at a time. We had my great grandparents there as well. And so I had the foundation and the understanding of the church and what it meant to be a part of the church, Big C. But there was a time in my life where I was in church, but not in Christ. I I didn't realize that there was such a big difference between a building and being a part of the body. And so it was such a sweet foundation. And then coming from head knowledge to heart knowledge was a whole sweet 18 inch journey from my head to my heart. And that really began when I was a teenager. I met a friend that really transformed my life, showing me, hey, I can be who God's called me to be in fullness. I don't have to look back or look to the left or to the right. I can just go forward and be all who he's called me to be. And so I never had a sister. I had a sweet brother. I still have him. He's great. I keep him around, love him a lot. (laughs) Now that I'm journeying with Jesus wholeheartedly and I gave him my yes fully and I gave him and surrendered my story for his, exchanged my life for his now an everlasting life. I want to be the sister and the friend that I never had. And so that friend impacted my life and I want to be that sister and friend to everyone else. And so really one of the most simple prayers I've ever prayed was on the Memphis bridge from Arkansas to Tennessee. And it was time to go move into that dorm, you know, here at middle Tennessee. And I just said, Lord, I want to be the best version of myself here. 
And I know that's so simple, but even saying with the title, Hi God, It's Me, sometimes we so overcomplicate it when he's like, I just want your heart. And so that was where my heart was at. I'd never moved before in my life. I had been in the same church my whole life. You know, I started leading worship at that church when I was 12. And on a good day, half of the youth group was my family. And most of the people were three-fourths on their way to heaven. So this was the first time where it was just me and Jesus, where you decide, hey, I'm going to eat today. Hey, I'm going to go to class today and do my homework. I'm not going to skip my 8 a.m. class because it's early and I'm tired, you know, and I'm going to actually go to church and get involved with college ministry. And so really, it's been a step by step. Yes, where he sanctifies and I let go and I'm just here and ready for whatever he has. And it's fun. It's fun. I'm so grateful. Oh my goodness. I love that. He sanctifies and I let go. I, I'm just like that right there. If we could get a hold of that in our daily walk and trust him that he has already gone before us. I mean, that's huge. So when you got plugged into Middle Tennessee, did you, you did what you, what did you study here in this area? Music? Yes, I did. I came here to study songwriting and which is wild because they didn't have that in Arkansas. And so, of course, I looked in the Nashville area, Belmont, all these incredible schools. But when I toured MTSU, although it was a public secular state university, I was so drawn to it because on our little tour, they had all these posters of all of the different student mm -hmm. ministries you could be involved with. So many. So many different ones that met on Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, FCA, the Orchard. Then the one that I joined was called The Point, And it was a part of a local church here in town. And I was like, I think this is where I'm supposed to be. And so I literally went to school for songwriting. I was the only one in the program at the time that was doing Christian music. I got my minor in classical piano. And then four years later, this was about three years ago now, I basically came out of school doing full-time ministry. And then it still had my degree in songwriting. So it's been, it's been fun. Like the Lord's plan is, is so perfect and it's better than our, our wildest dreams, like truly better than we could ever ask, think or imagine because his ways and his thoughts are higher. So we can't lean on our own understanding. We have to just acknowledge him knowing that he's making that path straight. And we have to trust, like you said, that he's already gone before us. We just got to figure out, okay, where is that? Where do you want me? What's next? Mm -hmm. And just stay open-handed and expectant. Well, I love that. Open-handed. And in an open-handed posture, that's where we receive. And I don't know about you, but I am quite a bit older than you. I'm like old enough to be your grandma. But I have actually have a granddaughter that graduated college last year. So I'm kind of like, oh. But, you know, that whole receiving part for the Christian is so incredibly important. You know, we, we get to that point where the world beats you down so much and you're kind of like, where are you, God? And then you show up asking him, hey, God, it's me. You know, let's talk. And, and it takes it from this level of uh, not being able to reach him mm -hmm. or have intimacy with him to having that connection where we share everything with them. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the things that we've gone through. So when I saw your Instagram, well, first Candace told me about you. And she's like, you've got to meet this young lady. Candace is the jam, isn't she? I love her. Oh, my gosh. I just, you know, amazing. If you all do not follow Candace Kirkpatrick, you need to. She is an amazing actress. But even more importantly, she is a firecracker for Jesus. I mean, you are going to you're going to um, be encouraged by even just knowing her, following her, watching her stuff. But with that being said, Candace told me about you and I was like, 
I had no idea that you were right here, like right down the road. Yeah. Tennessee. I'm like, how cool is that? So I'm super honored because we are going to have you this year at our Godfident event, which takes place September 23rd. And we are so excited. And so a couple of the young ladies that lead worship, I was, I was telling them and they're like, we know her. And I'm like, of course you do. No way. She was like the most kept best kept secret from me. Everybody else knew who you were. <laughs> no way. That's amazing. Yeah. So we're super honored to have you come and share because your generation is in need of hope. Yes. And that's something that you infuse on a regular basis. So let me ask you this. What inspired you to do your monthly scripture at the beginning of the month? Like you lay it out on the table. Literally, tell us what motivated you to do that. Was that something that you felt led by the Lord to do, or was it a, to be able to capture and meditate on that scripture every day? How did that come about? Girl, you took the words right out of my mouth. It was the Lord. I remember I was just vacuuming the house one day and thinking, what are more ways that I can infuse scripture into me? Like, honestly, mm -hmm. I have little note cards on my, on my mirror and I have one by my, even my, uh, light switch that says, you know, I'm coming quickly. And I'm like, thank goodness, turn that light on Lord. And, and just my prayer closet and all these ways, but somehow Holy ghost himself just said, you can make a scripture table runner. And I thought that's interesting. And so I went to Amazon and I literally the best $15 I've ever spent ever was this brown paper. And I'd seen, you know, people on Instagram or different places do like the, the, the paper and then pull it down on the wall and do that. But, uh, you know, I'm renting from my parents and they don't want me to put big holes in the wall. So we decided we're going to do this paper on the table. And so I just asked the Lord for a scripture every month. And I actually started this last fall. And the first one was the harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. So beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest. And so that helped me memorize that scripture. And so it's been such a sweet journey for February. I did first Corinthians 13. What does it mean to meditate on love? And then just asking him, what do you want me to focus on? And then when you're at the table with the family, like it's right there in front of you. When you're passing through the dining room, you can see it and just kind of take a moment uh, because here's the deal. When you get in the word, the word gets in you and truly out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so I want my heart to be filled with him because here's what happens whenever you get bumped, like you got your water bottle, sometimes not with a lid on, but when you have your, your, your cup and it's time to be bumped or you're overflowing, whatever's in there is what comes out. And I want him to be what comes out. And so I just started, you know, my little halfway cursive half print and just started a writing the scriptures. <laughs> what amazing creativity that is. So, so that is like, cause it, it looks like it was like used with stencils or something amazing. You do that by hand. I do. I take a pencil first and then I take the Sharpie and then I take the eraser and just erase and I have worship music on and and it takes about 30 minutes, but it feels a lot longer. It just it's a sweet moment to just be with the Lord. And and so, you know, people say quiet time has to look a certain way or sound a certain way and it has to be quiet. But the best moments that I find with the Lord are the unexpected ones and the ones that sometimes aren't that quiet. <laughs> 
I love that because I, I'm the same way. I like to be able to worship. I'll enter into that secret, quiet place, you know, sometimes, but I like to start off with just an act of, of obedience, of offering myself to him. So that's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think it's what a great way. I know when I first became a Christian, I used to have to carry three by five cards around a lot because I came from a very dysfunctional background, a whole lot of junk. And so I had to have reminders like, you know, you know, walk in love today because I didn't know what that looked like. You know, <laughs> And so I think it's so powerful when we put those reminders on our, the dashboard of our car, uh, the bedroom mirror, you know, when we're getting ready and, and reminding ourselves. And I love what you said by having the word in us so that when we are bumped into something, it is not our flesh coming out. You know, because we see that a lot. We're living in a culture where everybody's real super feely and they're just spilling their stuff all over the place. And what better way than to share the love of Jesus with allowing the pressures of life to ooze that over onto someone that needs a word of encouragement. So I just thought that was the coolest thing ever when I seen you do that. And I was like, huh, that is creative and fun. For someone that likes to, you know, like journal uh, type thing, you see the Bibles, it's got the fancy journaling, uh, adult coloring book stuff in there. But just to have it right there in front of you all the time, every time you sit down at the table, the table of the Lord, there it is, a reminder. Lord, I love that, Maggie. And two, I know I'm not in that season yet, and there's a lot of beautiful families that are, but in that season with the kids, this is a great way to have something for them to say, okay, Let's let's work, let's work on our words. You can start with a very short verse for them to sound out these words, put them together. They can start to ask questions. What does this mean? How can I live this out? Or, hey, baby, this is our verse of the month. Like, how, how are we doing a little check ins around the table? So I think it's really sweet. I can't wait to be in that season myself. But I think even starting now, because what you do in your singleness, what you do in your 20s, it really pours in and what you what you reap, you, like you what you sow, like you reap and all the beautiful things of farming. It's, it's cultivating this ground of your relationship with him. And it's just so sweet. I just love it. I just love it. I absolutely love that because it is preparation and that's wisdom. You know, the Bible talks a lot about wisdom and it it tells us to ask for it and ask, and he'll give it liberally. So apparently you've spent time in the secret place seeking for wisdom because he is preparing you for each season. And that is, I I don't want to say it's, um, I I don't want to say it's uncommon because I certainly don't want to speak that over your generation. I want your generation to understand the impact of that. But to be honest, Georgia, it is something that a lot of young people just don't think about. Yeah. You know, they're they're living in the now. They're living in the moment. A lot of people just walk in their soulless realm all the time. It's just like, you know, what I think, what I want, what I feel. And they're not uh, sowing that ground for the harvest of family and so forth. And I know you're married, correct? I am longing for that season. Thank you for speaking that life over me. Oh, okay. Not married yet. okay, go ahead. Share. <laughs> not married yet. Definitely. Um, joyfully expecting that season and in singleness and, um, just in the season of, um, it's just a really sweet season right now of, of courtship that I'm actually in right now. And this is the first time I've said it publicly. So yeehaw, this is exciting. You heard it right here on Keys to Your Best Life. (laughs) Yes, Keys to Your Best Life. It's very much still on the download, but it's really sweet as, um, we're not secretly 
together, but privately together and letting the Lord be the one to shape this time with our family, our friends, our mentors. And it's really interesting. I love what you said about our generation too, because we think about this a lot in our relationship that we're pursuing. And this goes into all areas, sweet Maggie, is if you want something to be different, you have to be different. And if you want what other people don't have, you have to do what they're not willing to do. And that's, that's right. something that in even this courtship, like we want to be different. We want to be set apart for our generation. And if we're going to do that, we don't have, we can't be common. And I think that's what our generation gets so stuck in is they see what everybody else is doing. So they do what they do. But what, what are we not doing that we should be doing? How should we be acting? How should we be living? How should we be consecrating ourselves that our generation is not? Because the Lord does something different for those that come hungry. Yes. We see that throughout the scripture time and time again for the woman who reached out just to touch the hem, just to touch the hem of his garment. Or even the woman said that even the dogs eat the crumbs. You know, he does something different for those that are hungry. And I'm hungry and I want more of him and I want him to use all of me. I don't want him to pass over me. You know, I want him to say, this is a place, Georgia Brown. My daughter is a place that my spirit can rest, live and dwell in. And so I just want to encourage our generation right now that if you want to see something different, do different. You were never meant to blend in. You were meant to stand out. And this generation wants to discover their truth, but I want to uncover the one and only truth from the living God in his word. And so we have to be in it to know him and to then cultivate that relationship so he can show you how to be different. So that's just a little bit in my heart. <laughs> wow, honey, listen, you're going to, okay, I'm, I, I'm not saying thus saith the Lord, but you're going to have to do some writing about this, okay? So that yes, your, under, your generation understands the importance of waiting on him yeah. and being in that place where we're not looking for something to complete us. We are complete in him and then allowing him to bring that in. Uh, you know, I, I frequently quote the late, great Dr. Miles Monroe, who wrote a book called Single Separated in Life After Divorce. Well, that pretty much covers everybody on the planet, right? And, but he talks about, you know, being whole in the Lord and two complete people coming together because that's where I, I do marriage counseling. And that's where I see tons of things happening is because the expectations people put on other people because they have not waited on the Lord. And so it's amazing that you are, and I love what you said about the courtship, you know, for y'all watching this out there, if you're watching this on TV, I know you can't like rewind it, but um, if you're watching it on YouTube or social or something, I want you to pause. I want you to rewind. I want you to listen again to what she said, because this is incredibly important for people to understand. And we, you know, we've got this drive through breakthrough mentality, instant gratification. It's like what I need now, now, now. And they're not looking at the long haul and what is to come and what God can do whenever, you know, two whole people come together for the Lord, it impacts the kingdom. You know, the Bible says one can send a thousand to flight, but two can send 10,000 to flight. But if you got two broken people trying to get their needs met by each other rather than the Lord and facilitating what he's doing, it causes a lot of heartbreak. So I'm just so impressed with what God's doing in your life uh, because that's wisdom, you know, and that's the principal thing. So, oh my goodness. Now I want to talk about the book. Okay. The book. Okay. So listen, everybody 
needs to, and I, I've got to be careful because if I put this on public access TV, I can't sell it. Okay, so I'm not selling here, y'all, but I'm telling you to go to the website because you can truly uh, check out what God has done through this. It's 20 days of set aside quality time with the Lord. So tell us what uh, empowered you to write this book. We know it was Holy Spirit, but mm -hmm. how did this all come about? It is such a sweet story and it all points back to him. So that's just my favorite. You know, I started my prayer closet back in college. Truly, I, I watched a movie and you've probably seen it too. War Room that the Kendrick brothers have done. It greatly impacted my heart. And I remembered that movie and, you know, you just tuck it on your heart and you keep moving. And so when I got to college, there was a situation with a friend where she confided in me about going to a party and then getting taken advantage of at this party. And it broke my heart. And it was really the first time where this reality I was faced with of, oh my gosh, I can do really not much about this situation in the natural. And, but in the spirit, man, oh man, mountains can be moved. I know who God is. But at this point in my prayer journey with him, I wasn't even confident enough to pray out loud over her. So in that moment on that couch, I gave her a hug and just held her. And then I found my way back into my little apartment in college and I had a little walk-in closet for the first time in my life. I had always had a little sliding door to grab my clothes and go, but this time it was a little walk-in closet and I remembered War Room. Mm. And so I sat down and as broken as ever, on my knees, I just prayed the most honest prayer over this friend and I asked the Lord to really intercede on her behalf and for justice and vengeance to be his because I can't do anything. And every day since then, I have been in a closet. I've had three moves later. I'm done with college, now a young adult in my 20s, and I still meet with him every morning with that cup of coffee in hand. And I have my quiet time and I spend my time in the word and then I pray over someone and I put it on the walls. So I think about who did I see yesterday? What conversations did I have? Or even this morning, the Lord just put a name on my heart. And it was my vocal teacher back when I was 10 years old. And so I prayed over her. And I'm like, okay, Lord. And so it's just so sweet. So this has just been the rhythm of my life. I never thought I'd write about it. I mean, I didn't think I was an author. But who are we to say what we are when God has called us to so much more? So don't limit yourself, sweet friends. And so I was in a fast. January 4th of 2022, last January, and the Lord, all he whispered to my heart was book. So I, I sought him because he always wants us to come back, you know, and uh, he told me, he said, I want you to write a devotional on prayer. So I go and I like start sending emails to publishers. I'm like, if God said it, I believe it. And I got two shut doors in my face. And then the third one I didn't hear back from. And I was like, all right. So in that time, I just kept seeking the Lord and just going about life. And then about a month and a half later, after doing some personal healing and just walking with the Lord, this email from Dayspring popped up and they said, oh, my goodness, this has been in our drafts for a month and a half. We thought we sent this to you. We've actually been wanting to work with you for a couple of years now. Let's yeah. set up a meeting. And I said, Okay. And so it was sweet, Miss Maggie, because Dayspring, they are headquartered out of my hometown. So I was actually headed home for a wedding to be a bridesmaid. And I met with them in person. And as we met at this coffee shop, they sit down and Miss Jenny, she's the sweet publisher. She said, I've been thinking, I think you need to do a devotional on prayer. And that was it. We, we signed the contract the day after my 23rd birthday. I wrote it in two and a half months. And here it is a year later. 
And I just love this message so much. We go through Matthew 6, the model prayer that Jesus gave us. And then we go into some things of what prayer is, how it's powerful, how it changes your perspective, how it's your protection, how you can pray through the Psalms, all sorts of things. And it is such a huge part of my life. Prayer is everything, just talking to the Father. So I just want people to be encouraged in their friendship with him. And so, hi, God, it's me is out everywhere. Books are sold. I love it. I love the cover of it. Hold that back up for just a second. Isn't she cute? Oh my goodness. Okay. So are those, those are like rain boots. Let me see. Hold on. These are little, <laughs> they could be whatever you want. They could be little I would say they're wellies. Oh, they're so cute. Yes. So cute. I wanted to come to the book opening and I had something going on. I wish I would have come, but Candace told me that it was amazing. And uh, I personally celebrate you, sweet sister. You. I am so glad that you said yes to the Lord because, you know, he, when he drops things in our spirit, you know, yes, he uses it to heal us, restore us, teach us, train us, but it is to impact the culture around us. It is to help others. And so I absolutely love it. And so guys, listen, the, the website is Georgia Brown Music. And I know you're going, wait a minute, you're talking about a book, music, but yes, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Georgia is an amazing singer songwriter and absolutely so gifted. Obviously you've been playing for many, many years. So what was your first instrument that you started playing? I started playing piano at the age of five because mama Brown said that Georgia needed something to do. And so usually they don't start students till six, but my mom begged the sweet teacher in town and she took me. And so I've been playing since I was five, was classically trained and I just, I love it. And so really the piano is, is my main instrument and started songwriting at 12. And now here we are at 24. And honestly, like my quiet time the other day, Miss Maggie, I started writing a prayer and the Lord said, go to the piano. And then it turned into a song like 30 minutes later. So it's such a sweet adventure. And for so long, since I started leading worship at the age of 12, I really let that become my identity for a good few years because I thought that I was all I was good for was a three and a half minute melody on a Sunday morning. But the Lord has shown me through podcasting, through this book, through then leading worship and writing Instagram captions or reels that he wants to use all sides of our voice. He has Amen. so much in store for his children. Keep seeking, keep asking, keep knocking and cultivate those gifts and talents so he can continue to increase your territory. It's such a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. And I love that you, and, you know, there's different seasons of life and he uses everything. And I love what you're doing now because your Instagram, honey, listen, y'all, if you are not following her, you need to go right now after this broadcast and follow her and make sure that you go to the website where you can find the resources that she has available. Because we, when we see something that we know God is in the mix of, I feel like we should jump on board and do everything that we can to help that get out to those. So please share this with your friends and family and coworkers. And normally I end the broadcast with, you know, if you can leave the audience with the key, what would that key be? She's given us so many nuggets. So, but one last thing, what, what key would you leave with the audience, Georgia? Mm, there's power in prayer. And the purpose of prayer is to know the person of prayer. And so I Ooh. just pray that your intimacy with the father would increase and just come to him and say, hi, God, it's me. Woo. 
Goodness. Listen, you guys, I hope you go to the website and uh, on on social media, on Insta, it is I am George Brown. And I love that. It's a statement. It's a declaration of I am. You know, I am who God says I am. So I love it. Georgia, thank you, honey. I look forward to hugging your neck in person. And uh, we definitely will have you into the studio. And we're so excited. So please go to the website and share it with your friends and family. And listen, this is doesn't like you might think, okay, she's 23. And she's kind of gearing this towards her generation. I don't care how old you are. And I don't care how young you are. You need to get this. And Christmas is just like around the corner. I'm just saying I get several. Yes. <laughs> oh, here I go. I'm not okay. But I'm not selling. I'm just pointing you to the website. So that's right. <laughs> go to the website and check it out. Georgia, thank you, honey, for being here with us today. Thank you, Miss Maggie. Okay, well, listen, you guys. You've already heard me shout the praises of this young lady, but I'm, I would be the first to say, and she would also agree with me, that it is Christ in her, the hope of glory. And so what you see joy, bubbling up out of her, that joy unspeakable, is be from her spending time in the prayer closet. So go get your Jesus on. Go spend some time with the Father. We'll see you next time on Keys to Your Best Life. God bless. Well, y'all, wasn't that so fun? I loved my time with Miss Maggie. She is a sweetheart and a firecracker for Jesus. And um, man, oh man, thank you. Did you uh, hear where I spilled the beans? <laughs> it is such a sweet season. I can't wait to share more when the Lord says yes. But for now, I would love your prayers. And speaking of prayer, I would absolutely be honored to pray for you. Lord God, I thank you so much for each and every friend under the sound of my voice. I thank you for this day that you have made. We are going to rejoice and be glad in it. Right where you have our friends, Lord, I know it's right where they need to be. You have such purpose and such a calling on their life. I pray that the eyes of their heart would be opened, that they may see that today. May they taste and see, Lord, that you are good and your mercies endureth forever. That you have plans to prosper them, not to harm them. Plans to give them hope in a future. God, I just pray the armor over our friends, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of gospel peace, the sword of the spirit, and the shield of faith. And Lord, I just pray too for us to be different. We got to do different. I pray that you would show us what we need more of in our life and what we need less of in our life. Maybe it's turning off the TV and spending some time in the word or, you know, not just texting that friend, but just actually getting together with them in person and loving on our community right where you've called us, Lord. I just thank you. And so show us what should have our yes and show us what should have our no. God, I thank you for this Godfident event this fall in September. I just pray over each and every speaker and each and every girl and woman that is going to be in attendance, Lord. Oh, thank you for sweet Maggie and her incredible broadcast. And uh, Lord, I love you. And it's in Jesus' name that we all pray. And all God's people said, amen. Y'all, thank you so much for joining me. I love you so much. You know that. And uh, I can't wait to see you next week. We're going to have a great time. And until I see you then, please, seriously, do not forget, there is a song on your heart only you can sing. Your voice is important. 